thank you. All right, what so <laughs> myself. I'm already confused. I'm thinking myself. What's happening? I'm thinking myself for not pooping my pants during that. <laughs> right well, that. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, uh, so I think I did that joke last time I was with. <laughs> you did. You did. Bring it back. Yeah, if you could tie in a thorough. Yeah, I, I, I am sorry, Joe. Yeah, I am oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> then we, we've covered all the bases. So speaking of which, you may have recognized this voice. This is my best friend, Colin Hughes. Oh, uh, this is your best friend? Yes. You get, sad, right? It's I shocking. I know. We've established that I, he is my best friend, but I am not his best friend. Well, I'm married. I know. <laughs> it's yeah, it's different. I gotta have I'm my just, wife. I'm, you know. No, you, but actually, Kristen will always refer to you as my best friend. Oh. That's my wife. Suck it, Kristen. No. Shout out to Kristen. She's awesome. Yeah. For being awesome. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it goes. Shout out. She doesn't like podcasts. She's always like, I don't get it. You just listen to people talking. I'm like, yeah, it's better than being in a conversation. Yeah. Yeah. So. It really is. I mean, it's just the new talk radio. Yeah. Yeah, For sure. I mean, we're we're at that age where we would listen to talk radio. Yeah. I've been listening to it all of my life. Really? Yeah, I did. I went to school for music and now I got sick of music. So. Yeah. Oh. Wow. And I've always been in sales, so I've always been in my car. Yeah. So I listen to a lot of Rush Limbaugh. <laughs> I really did. I just hate listening to him for like a year. Yeah. I used to do that with John and Ken. Oh, I used yeah. to listen to John and Ken on KFI because wow. I got sucked in because they started doing the whole thing about Scott Peterson when he, you know, when his, when everybody's like, oh, he definitely killed his wife. And they would like camp out outside of his house and mm-hmm. be like, wife killer. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. awesome. And so I, I got sucked in, but then they became like super a-holes and mm. I was just like, well, they've always been that way. Yeah. It seems like, like they've never always happened been. to Rush. Yeah. No. <laughs> never happened to a Rush. A saint. He's always been a <laughs> Just even keel, good guy. Yeah. yeah. Nice soothing voice on the radio. Yeah. Like Art LeBeau. Podcast! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right. So, Colin, um, do you have anything you want to plug? Sure. If this comes out Saturday. Then it I, will. Okay. Then I have a show 7.30 Saturday at Onivino and 9.30 at uh, the Hollywood Hotel. Woohoo! Uh, oh, wow. Thursday. Uh, oh, Monday was Christmas Eve, so yes. I'm not doing anything that day. Tuesday is Christmas. I'd like to plug Jesus. <laughs> like, uh, Are like, you doing Jesus? Get on... I do Jesus. Yeah, I get yeah. it. Yeah. I do, I you do get more down. of a Santa version of Christmas. <laughs> yeah. But um, And then Thursday, we have a show together also at Oni Vina. Yeah. That is uh, 8 o'clock. And then uh, Friday, uh, we also have a show together. <laughs> that yes. is at 9 o'clock yes. at the Pack Theater. At the Pack Theater. It's called Resolution. Yeah. Uh, so the first show, the one on Thursday, is our, our uh, stand-up show that we uh, co-host there at Oni Vino. Oni Vino, and it's a bi-weekly show, and we're trying to like make it into like a really fun thing. We have really fun comedians: Matt Viola, Jasmine W, Sean McBride, Sophia Alexandra, Rutherford, Nick Rutherford, Corey Fabian, Corey Fabian, and so and then also ourselves, Colin that's Hughes right. and Lori Rockenkamp. And then and, in the new year, we're going to add Todd Masterson to the mix. Oh yeah, wow. that's right. And so, so it's going to be a fun show, and then. 
Festival. Friday. Beautiful babies. Beautiful babies. Sorry, yeah. Is that what it's called? Yeah. yeah. Mm. And then not like swingers. I was gonna say, who loves swingers? No one. No one. <laughs> no one loves swingers. There's a lot of men I feel out there that still love swingers. Yeah, there probably are. Not. Vince Vaughn still loves swingers. Vince Vaughn hasn't stopped being in swingers. No, he has he not <laughs> exactly. No, <laughs> he still he still wakes up every day and thinks that he's in a, a scene of swingers. Yeah, you don't have to ask him to say that thing. He just says it. He yeah. Just says, Beautiful babies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, Marie, do you have anything you want to plug? Uh, no, not really. Uh, I'm doing your show, Resolutions. Yeah. yeah so, You're Resolutions doing- is a show where we it's on Friday, December 28th, and that's the show where people do are doing comedy bits that they haven't done and they wanted they wanted to do it before the year runs out. And so, yep. you are doing stand up. Yay! Well, I've done stand up before, but I'm trying to do more. Yeah. Um. So, I mean, it's a loose 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 definition, but yeah. I yeah. figure I figure you're looking for people. Yeah, it's just well, yeah. <laughs> Throw you a bone. I mean, it's mostly just to like get, you know for people to get out of their shell of what they normally yeah. do. So. Yeah, we have another guy who does comedy all the time, but he is like coming up. He's doing a character that he hasn't really done to oh, do cool. stand up through yeah. that character. So oh, that's great. My girlfriend is going to tell a story. Oh yeah, yeah. Wow. She's going to uh, do storytelling. Although she keeps telling me not to pressure her, but I feel like if I just steamroll her, she'll, <laughs> she'll love you she'll, even she'll, more. You know, she'll I'm just doing what I used to do with you. Would just be like, hey, we're going on in 10 minutes. <laughs> you know how you used to love that? <laughs> yeah, it was great. <laughs> Whenever I get like excited for an idea like that, I'd spring it on people and no one ever likes it. Like, yeah. I, we're doing a podcast for our child and we're expecting a child in June. So we're doing a podcast for our kid. But Are you really? Re- yeah, we're not releasing it to anyone. We're just recording it for the baby so that when she gets to a certain age, whatever, we'll be like, hey, here's a podcast oh, that we did nice. for you before you were even born. Oh, that's uh, cute. And I got that idea one day and I just set everything up and I was like, Kristen, come here for a minute. Well, and I brought her out to the garage. She's like, what are we doing? She was like dead tired. I'm like, we're going to do a podcast for our baby. <laughs> Right like, now. She's like, right now? <laughs> yeah. She's like, can we just leave? This is a great idea. I love it. But can we do it any other time? And I was like, but I'm really excited because <laughs> I just thought of it. Oh, no. <laughs> so so she was a, she's a great wife. So she did like 10 minutes and then she's like, can we please just another time. Like, yeah, it's like <laughs> two in the morning. Yeah. You've spent the... Yet. She wasn't even pregnant yet. We weren't uh, married yet. It was like a long time ago. Not that long ago. All this happened pretty boom, boom. But. So if you, that sounds like something that just happens often where you just set up something at three in the morning. Yeah. And then bring her out out of bed. Yeah, like, yeah. Honey, look, look, I'm look, 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 look. <laughs> very relaxed in the public eye, but my insides hurt. We did a bit. in every direction. <laughs> we did a bit at an open mic once that was really funny. And we kind of were like, we should play around with that. And what did you go home and, and ask your wife? What did you ask her when we did that bit? The thank you for lunch. I feel like you're really setting me up for something <laughs> that I don't remember. You, you told me that you went home and said, Kristen, how would you feel about oh, moving yeah. to New York? Yeah, I was like, I was like, yeah, what would you think about moving to New York? So I'm pretty sure Lori and I just had a Broadway idea. Like, we're going to be on Broadway with this idea. And then we like took it like this is typical Lori in my relationship. We took it real serious for about three weeks. Yeah. And then booked a date and mm-hmm. then stopped taking it serious and then met the day of the thing. And we're like, all right, <laughs> all right. what are we going to do? Let's hash out the beats. All right. The day that you were already supposed to be in New York City. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. That sounds pretty yeah. typical. We booked a whole Broadway run. 
<laughs> and we were just like, all right. It's like billboards everywhere. Yeah. Theater out here, and it was just like, we decided it in a hotel room. <laughs> Lori rented a hotel room because she was like, I just needed to get out of my house, so I rented a fucking cracked den hotel room. <laughs> I get it. I've done that. Yeah. Yeah. And we figured it out. It was a good show. Yeah. For like the however many people were there, but. Yeah. People liked it. Yeah. Your your wife said she liked it except for all the screaming. Yeah. So. Well, that's, was that all you? Yeah. That was, yeah. A, that was most, yeah. mostly me. That was oh. all my contributions. I think she laughs at your screaming hates mine. Oh. She's like, you're, and I've had this note before from other friends. They're like, your scream is genuinely terrifying. Like you sound like an angry serial killer. Because you have a deep, yeah, you have a deep A deep, voice. sexy, yeah. You can deep, say <laughs> Deep. Say I was gonna say gravelly. It's, it's dripping voice. <laughs> okay, it's mo- very moist. Oh. <laughs> very, it's a very a, sloppy voice. You have a very moist, <laughs> moist voice. You have a very moist voice. You have a blue, very fluid voice. <laughs> you have a leaky voice. Uh, we are talking about periods. Yum. Oh, it's nice. I don't know. That's <laughs> oh, you guys really are lady comics, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that sound. So primarily we're talking about women who've used their periods as a reason for getting out of crime, which is fun. What the main, so it's not just PMS, it's called premenstrual dysphoric disorder, which is a heightened uh, disorder and it's caused by hormonal abnormalities preceding the onset of a menstrual cycle and include severe symptoms that could impair psychological, emotional, social, and work functioning. PMDD can be characterized by the appearance of one or more of the following symptoms, abdominal bloating, backache, weight gain, breast tenderness, acne, asthma, constipation, cravings for sweet or salty food, headache, irritability, fatigue, lethargy, tension, anxiety, and depression. Those are like every day for me. <laughs> yeah, that's just like uh, the recipe for going and visiting my family. <laughs> you have PMDD. <laughs> we all are very sick. What's the medication? I know. I Is just, it a patch? I literally read this and I thought, Jesus, I, everybody I know has PMDD. Well, yeah, I don't have back pain. So. <laughs> right, well, now, right now. <laughs> well, then you're well, good. not right now. No. Yeah, exactly. Why do you have a two by four in your hand? <laughs> <laughs> Can I tell you that I know a guy who Good got out you. of, uh, thank you, I'll see you later. <laughs> he got out of a ticket once. The cop pulled him over. He was going like 80 miles per hour in uh, 60 or whatever. And the cop pulled him over and he's like, you were going really fast. And he's like, I'm really sorry. I was trying to flick a booger off my finger and I completely lost sight of how fast I was going because I was so, it would not come off my hand. Uh, yeah. And he's like, it's still on there. And the cop looked at it and he goes, gross, you can go. <laughs> he's like, he's, like I, he's just so impressed that he was being honest about what happened. He was like, go ahead. That is insane. That is a real struggle, though. To get the boogie off? Getting the boogie off your hand while oh. you're driving, like it just keeps sticking to yeah. the other thumb, to your thumb instead. Mm-hmm. I just put it underneath my car seat. I know. I've just completely given up. I have a graveyard of boogers. Yeah. My- oh, yeah. <laughs> See, I used to do it in my old car, but when I got my new car, I was like, I'm not going to do that anymore because I yeah. thought, because one time I reached back down there just to, oh, yeah, just yeah, to just feel just- like how bad it was. And this is bad. It was like See, a crusty sock. All right. So population studies have shown that 40% to 60% of women report having at least mild symptoms of premenstrual syndrome, generally occurring in the four days before premenstrual before menstruation. So uh, this, I thought this was really interesting. A 1982 article was written about a premenstrual syndrome syndrome program in Reading, Massachusetts, which is the first clinic in the country, which I then looked up and um, they had an 800 number. So I called it 
and it uh, is now a, pharma- a pharmaceutical company. Sounds like oh, oh it no longer exists. Um, Doctor Reed was a Canadian physician from the, <laughs> the program, which I thought was funny that they had to preface that he's our Canadian physician. And mm-hmm. he, he said a he's saint- nicer than all the other doctors. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he says about sorry. weird about about and sorry. Sorry. Uh, he said a sane, sensible woman could, on the spur of the moment, in an unpremeditated way, do anything from slapping a child to pulling the trigger. Most of these women learn to control their symptoms and do things to avert provocative situations. Some won't go this? to parties the week before their periods to avoid getting into arguments and some have their husbands take care of the children. <laughs> when, when, when is what? this from? Yeah. This is in 1982. What? Oh. Back when, you know, women could still get hysterical. Yeah. Like they, just, they just had reached that point where maybe... They were just bitches. Yeah. Then another doctor, (laughs) the medical director of the program, he said that he had seen some of them, some women lose control, striking their husbands or children, hurling furniture, becoming verbally abusive 12 hours after the onset of menstruation. He said they reverted to their normal loving selves afterwards. And Dr. Mona Shangold, assistant professor of obstetrics, obstetrics, obstetrics and gynecology at New York Hospital Cornell Medical Center said, Basically, we don't understand what causes it. We don't really know how to define it or diagnose it. And we don't know how to treat it. (laughs) (laughs) They don't talk. This is such a skewed study. This is dumb. Like (laughs) the dumbest thing ever. (laughs) They don't talk about how maybe shitty the husbands and the kids were. Maybe they caused her to just lose her shit. (laughs) Maybe it was a really bad day. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe you're just allowed to be pissed off. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Furniture and hitting people. Yeah, she she probably threw a pillow and then they were like, she's throwing, they're writing it down and she's throwing furniture. <laughs> yeah. Also, <laughs> if somebody throws furniture at you and then you throw it at them, you know, I'm not yeah. saying it's right, but also, you know, you could not <laughs> document what truly happened. Also, if you and your husband just love to play couch toss, throwing couches at each <laughs> yeah. other. Yeah. Yeah. If that's your thing. Yeah. <laughs> It also kind of sounds like all their study, all their subjects were just She-Hulk and were just a Hulk out. I think this is a whole nother experiment. I yeah. still don't understand what's happening because this is, I was alive during this study. Yeah. So it doesn't seem possible. No, this it's is crazy. Very, this like, is like, so the three cases that I found were. I feel like we you're just a, telling us about PMS though, right? These are women who use PMS to get off of doing terrible crimes. Okay. So okay. they're stating that. It's PMDD. They're like, when I'm on my period, I'm going to fuck you up. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. (laughs) So it's PMDD. I have PMDD. PMDD is is a, it's a heightened sense. So it's like women usually go through a hormonal change when they're on their periods with PMDD. It's like, it's like a very high, high and a very low, low. So like some days, like I have this thing where. It used to be really bad until I had D and D. Yes, a bunch of us hiding around the table. Yeah, it's really nerdy. No, so I uh, I used to have it really bad before I had my my ovary taken out Mm because I had this cyst, and apparently they think that was exacerbating the symptoms. But I used to have this thing where I would just go like, I would be like, okay, like if I am upset by this, give it a week, and if I'm still upset by this, I will address it. That's nice because I was just like, okay, like I. Now, did I normally 
act on that? Not really. <laughs> <laughs> that was the plan. <laughs> but that was the plan. But so because it was just like little things would just be like, I'd be like, how dare you? Like, I remember one right. time my mom walked into the room and she was like, hey, guys, I'm going to make lunch. Billy, what do you want? And I honestly was like, why can't you ask me first? <laughs> my mom was just like, all right. <laughs> she was just like, okay, I guess we're doing that now. Um, also, you're 28 and you live at home. Yeah. Well, how old is Billy? He's 22. So anyway, so that's basically what it is. So they're basically saying that this like hormonal imbalance is causing these women to, to you know, do these shitty things and that that should be an uh, adequate defense. Sure. So um, the first case is in 1979 and it's uh, Jamie Lynn Irvin used PMS as a defense for stabbing her ex roommate, Betty Ann Lovato. Demi Lovato's mom. Yes. <laughs> no. <laughs> so Lovato's TMZ. <laughs> yeah. Lovato's yeah. mom was killed long before Demi Lovato. By Jamie born. Lynn Spears. <laughs> wow. Oh, we're starting rumors now. <laughs> People are going to be like, did you hear Bloody Mary podcast? Really? No. Actually, we're telling no. no. We're telling truths. I have no interest. And that's uh, why nobody's listening. They can't hear the heart Yeah, you. they're just not. They can't open their ears, man. Lovato and Urban began living together in late 1977 for a period of several months. <laughs> period. Irvin was just <laughs> Several. <laughs> <laughs> months. Oh. Uh, rule of threes. Irvin was jealous of Lovato's relationships with anybody. Basically like... Oh, this she, is a single white female yeah. scenario? Basically if she like talked to like a friend or like was like, hey, I'm going to hang out with some people. She'll, why? Why can't I be enough for you? Why can't I do that? Why didn't you ask me first? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. This is Laurie's reaction every time you say you're going home to your wife after a yeah. show. I have legitimately said Why aren't I straight? <laughs> yeah. That's what she says to me every time. Yes, I do yell it at you. I've lit- I've legitimately said this to a handful of people before where I've been like, I don't want to go. I just want to know that you want me to go. Yeah. So <laughs> there are at least three occasions in 1978 when Irvin threatened Lovato at knife point. But they still remain together. And also, I should mention that... Together, they're just friends, right? They're no, they're, they're, they were roommates, and then they became... Then they were in a relationship. Oh, okay. oh you Sorry. neglected to mention that. I did not mention that. Sorry. Okay. I forgot to put that in. So, Urban testified that on those occasions that she was maybe rational and out of control, and this resulted in a brief termination of the relationship. A but, break. Yeah, but a break. They just were, you know, they were going to find each other. But in the fall of 1978, the parties reconciled and traveled together in, in October to Pennsylvania. To Lilith Fair. Yeah, where were they before that? Why was... uh Oh, Colorado. Colorado. So they just went from one shitty place to like another aggro yeah. shitty place. <laughs> like, you know what's going to really help this relationship? <laughs> the freshness of Pennsylvania. Yeah, those cheesesteaks <laughs> are going to save us. <laughs> Shortly after the return to Colorado, Irvin became upset at the res- prospect of Lovato packing to move away again and kept Lovato at the premises at knife point. However, Lovato left while Irvin was taking a shower. So here's what I don't understand about that part is that she l- pulls out a knife and goes, you're not leaving me. I'm I'm going to go take a shower real fast. <laughs> Isn't that a scene from uh, like the Gianni Versace story? That <laughs> oh, I haven't seen I that yet. Either. Is that it good? It was really good. Yeah, it was very finely acted. I haven't seen it. Really good. <laughs> <laughs> it sounded like a... Sounded was this sarcastic? Did no, you just sounded like a like an Armenian selling a carpet. Oh, very, very fine. Very fine acting. Very, very fine. Because to me, funny. she became an Italian chef with her hand <laughs> Yeah. Dead in classes. 
Mua. <laughs> yeah. The acting is so middle class. So moist. Yeah. <laughs> Leaky acting. During the course of this relationship, there were numerous. Ner- there were numerous. There were numerous. Yeah. There were numerous other incidents of violence, threats of suicide, as well as threats by Irvin to kill Lovato. During this same period, Irvin admitted to Lovato that she had similarly attacked women from prior relationships, wow. even to the extent of traveling to Germany where she attacked a former friend nearly severing that individual's arm. Jeez. Wow. Yeah. So she just admitted to all this after the fact. Yeah. After her shower, apparently. She just, <laughs> <laughs> she just And why did the... Wait. Of, think good thinking happens in the shower. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of cleansing. She had to cleanse it all. I wonder if she like... You know when you're like laying in bed like with your significant other and you're like I've never told anybody this and I right. don't know if you would if you're gonna like hate me but I like want to share this with you and then they're like no that, why would I hate you because of that and it's like a really nice moment like I wonder if that's how she felt of like I don't I've never told anybody this but one time I traveled to Germany <laughs> and cut off one of my ex's arms I mean, <laughs> by never telling anyone what I mean is the court system knows about it there yeah. I'm not allowed back in Germany yeah at all but like I've never told my side of the story. Yeah. Okay, now <laughs> I want to be the small sweeter, spin. <laughs> a much sweeter way to think about it. Yeah. Like you just romanticize that story. <laughs> That's what I do. I romanticize the crazy. So let me see. Later in approximately January, February of 1979, Irvin broke into the home where Lovato was then living and hid under Lovato's bed with a tomahawk and a knife. So she had two. Yeah. That in, makes sense. In case she and then in case she drops one. You never know. Yeah. I mean, that's always a mistake in movies. They drop the one. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of confidence, though, that she's going to be able to get up that quick. I mean, have you like ever, out like, from under the yeah, bed? Have you ever like because that's got to be like a spring up. Like you can't just like be like, all right, give me a minute. <laughs> Maybe it was a futon and she could just like <laughs> flip it over. Yeah, that's true. I just like the cops are like, it was definitely January or February. Yeah. One of the two. Yes. <laughs> Write it down. Sometime in the beginning of the year. <laughs> it was cold. I remember that. <laughs> yeah. It was it was in Colorado, I believe. <laughs> yes. But in Colorado, it stays cold till yeah. April. Right. <laughs> yeah. I also love that it's like a 1950s cop, <laughs> right. news, newsy reporter. <laughs> Say, she yeah. was crazy, but beautiful. <laughs> her legs went all the way down to the floor next to her tomahawk. <laughs> and her knife. <laughs> all right. So after Lovato was asleep, Irvin attacked her with the knife and tomahawk. Well, she had to get out of the bed quickly. Well, wait for her to sleep. But still, you have to get out. You yeah, can't you just... just belly crawl out. Okay. Have you ever tried to belly crawl? It's hard, I know. Yeah. But so, she's And determined. you're telling me that, like, Somebody Have who's you asleep. ever hacked off someone's limb? <laughs> That's also hard. Because of love? <laughs> oh, because of love, yes. But not just for shits and gigs. Yeah, the, that's true, though. This it's much woman, easier if you're in love. Yes. Yeah. This woman is in a twist. She's already hacked off somebody's arm, yeah. crawling out well, from under a bed. Almost, yeah. And this, yeah. She could wait there for days. Yeah, that's true. That's she, love. Uh, she attacked her with a knife and tomahawk cutting her hand. Nonetheless, Lovato moved back into the residence with Irvin in March of 1979. Cut off her hand. She cut her hand. She didn't cut it, but she cut her hand. Oh. With the tomahawk and with the and or the knife. And then, so that was February or January. So we January. have a definitive date of when she moved back in, though. That's definitely March. Yeah, definitely March. <laughs> We're they not s- sure about the hand cut. Yeah, the, yeah. Only because they signed a lease. Yeah. So that's why we know March. Okay. So yeah, so they were living together and then she she, uh, and then at some point they 
uh, broke up, and then that's when Irvin pressed charges. So, okay, let's let's get this straight. Every time she attacked her, did she blame it on her period? She blamed it on her period. Yeah, she Every said she time. was super hormonal. And then yeah. the other girl was just like, okay, that's, yeah. I get it. Yeah, I've seen, I, I've I don't, grown, I've grown yeah. with you. I understand. I don't like it, but like I, <laughs> we'll you know, get through it. I'll like have to you're, accept it. you're a woman. I'm a woman, and I I should understand. So, Fuck you know how we that. all have that one friend who's like dating someone awful and you can't <laughs> say it because you're like well what if they stay together forever I feel like in these situations yeah. I'd be able to say it yeah right. well I'd yeah she's like, super I, violent I don't know the tomahawk under the bed thing is like yeah, yeah. could be a red flag I don't know yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe th- this woman had no friends though to tell her otherwise I mean yeah she doesn't sound like the friendly type <laughs> so the judge disagreed with PMS defense and in 1983 charged Irvin with attacking Lovato however charges was later changed from assault to attempted assault this is for the knife cutting the yeah for the cut- knife cutting so for she later the- charged her like after they broke up probably yeah. she was like you know what which I don't know what the statute of limitations I should probably look that up but I don't know what the set is for this that is charge only months it was apart three years. Oh, three it's years? two because 1979 was when it happened but 1983 was when she was finally was charged four years so that's that's that one so the judge said no. So no, she wait. She was, was she arrested or anything? She was. She was arrested, but her charge was went from assault to attempted assault. So she for just she just got. I, it didn't say how. What you only get like what like time I mean, served for something. So like people that. love crime. Probably so probation. Much that there's a story of a woman who got acquitted of attempted assault, <laughs> and there's pages and pages of it on the internet. It's like two 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 very brief articles. That's why I couldn't figure out like if she got any time or anything like that. But yeah, it's. Well, just because it's interesting that she used the period. Defense. No, I'm not saying it's not interesting, Lori. Okay, thank you. <laughs> I'm just, <laughs> just wondering. People love crime. I mean, you guys do yeah. a podcast about it. Yeah. yeah. People love it. What do you people love? love crime. Spaghetti. I love spaghetti. <laughs> Would you do a podcast on spaghetti? Love yeah. spaghetti. <laughs> spaghetti cast. You don't know about it. Spaghetti cast? Spaghetti cast. I gotta that's, get it. That's actually a podcast he's doing. eating spaghetti into a microphone. <laughs> yeah. There's that moist voice again. Yeah, it's just more I forgot that we're coming effect. out. We're coming out with a podcast on the Bloody Podcast Network called Spaghetti Cast. Hosted <laughs> <laughs> by Helen. Nom 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 nom. I said Holland Cues. <laughs> Holland Cues. Well, I don't want people to know it's me. I don't want to associate it with my comedy because this a, is a very serious one. Yeah, it really dissects pasta. <laughs> would you, if if you found out that one of your neighbors were a serial killer, you would tell the news that they were normal, right? You would be like, I don't know, they always seem normal. I would say that I. I never talked to any of my neighbors so uh, I would be like I don't I've never once talked to no, yeah. I could see you dead, <laughs> heading into the camera like uh, do I ever talk to any of my neighbors I have to go now yeah <laughs> <laughs> I'm like man <laughs> check back next week when we find out this woman is also killing <laughs> <laughs> sorry for the sidebar I would always I would just be the person that'd be like I always knew he was fucking weird oh see yeah, yeah. Away, then you seem you seem like complicit how That's because how? why don't you tell people see something say something all right so case okay. case number two is in 1981 <laughs> and they're all like so far they're both <laughs> they're both so far early 80s that's yeah. interesting late late 70s or, yeah. 79 is the the only one in the 70s and the other ones are in the 80s um, did women 
women start having stopped having to wear that like uh, menstruation belt that just held your tampons Wait, for you. We could stop wearing it. When like remember when Wait, it was popular? Only women wear it. <laughs> 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 yeah, you wear well, you wear you on a, your, yeah, yours on the outside utility belt. <laughs> yeah, he just sticks it up his butt. <laughs> I think it's when they had the like the the stick right when they had it sticky. Because it wasn't the belt for so that it could fit into place. And then when the maxi pad was able to stick to the underwear. Um, wasn't that? I'm just guessing. But. I don't know. I, that sounds right. Yeah. 3M. 3M <laughs> is the inventor of every glue. They really are. Can I say, I don't know if this is going to work for the podcast because it's a visual thing. But can I say that when I first. Yeah, we'll post it. Yeah. When I learned how I was taught how to put in tampons at school. I don't know if you, anybody else was. Mine was uh, worse. Yeah. So I was taught the lady showed us how to do it but i, I was hiding in a bathroom <laughs> <laughs> well the men the boys were brought outside they were brought outside and yeah, we, all, we all just pull our dicks out <laughs> yeah and they just pulled the dicks out and looked at them um no so they were brought outside and then the girls were taught how to like put on a maxi pad and put on tampons and stuff but i was confused by how to do it and i was so afraid to ask questions so i thought you know like if these are the lips this is the whole way you're supposed to put the tampon through i thought you're supposed to lay it on the tampon <laughs> On the whole, like, yeah, like a hot between, dog in a bun. Yeah, like a hot dog in a bun. <laughs> so when I started my period, I literally would do that. I would just put the tampon the hot you, dog in a bun style, and it wouldn't work. And I'd be like, "How the fuck am I supposed to be able to work this?" <laughs> right. And I was so angry because it was like I was bleeding all the time, and my tampons were falling yeah, out. Yeah, your panties <laughs> so good. <laughs> yeah, my tits were falling out. My tits were so tender. So like when I was like, and I'm not joking, when I was like 22. I had like an, a eureka moment. I was like, it goes inside. Wow. <laughs> yeah, was- no, it took me so long too. <laughs> We're having a, so I, first of all, my mom always told me that only sluts use, only girls who have not had the virginity or who no longer have the virginity, aka sluts, according to my mom. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> um, use and tampons God. and thank yeah. God <laughs> only sluts use tampons. Yeah, so oh, she never, never she never. Oh, yeah. that was like where I grew up too. Yeah, because it would like take your your cherry oh. was the the urban legend. It's craziness. Yeah. <laughs> so she only told me about maxi pads, and then one time I got my period at Barnes and Noble, and I had no idea. Yeah, I so, usually get books there. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can pick up your period there too. If you want, you get two for one. Oh, nice. <laughs> so I was there and I had been dropped off because I, I was a nerd. I would just oh, stay there for four I hours. Yeah. I used yeah. to do that. I used to go to Barnes and Noble and just read a book. Yeah. Really? Yeah. So um, I got my period and I asked the girl, the cashier for um, pad and she gave me a tampon and she gave me two tampons because I must have looked really sad. <laughs> Since you're about to lose your virginity. Yeah. 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 Here, have some fun, kid. Here you go, little slut. <laughs> Live so, like, life. I go, I, like, take them, like, like very confused, like, thank you. And then I go to the bathroom, and I know I don't know how to use one. And I try to read it, the labels, like, there's, like, instructions on the label, which, of course, are useless. Yeah. And I oh, go, I ba- know. All instructions are useless. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> so, I, like, suck it up, and I go back out, and I ask her how to use it. And she doesn't give me a very good explanation sure, either. I told you 
also just suck it just up. Just suck it up. Suck it yeah. Up. <laughs> just suck it up in your vagina. So she didn't give me a good explanation either. So I went back into the bathroom. I had already like lost one. <laughs> just like trying to understand how it works. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it unraveled? I got, I like, got unraveled yeah. and came out of the, the carton yeah. like, casing. Yeah. I wish I had a slide whistle. No. <laughs> <laughs> and I put it in and I think, I think I'm like, I, it feels plugged up. I don't know. <laughs> so I go back and it's not until years later that I realized that I had put like a part of the carton yeah. into my vagina as well. And then walked around for hours like that. And I was wondering, like, I had I didn't use a tampon for years after that because I was like, it's so painful. I don't understand why how women can can take this. My mother is right because <laughs> yeah. I had left the hard casing. Oh, of the carton oh, inside God. of yeah oh, inside of my God. vagina for oh. hours. So oh man, yeah, that is terrifying. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's the worst like? And oh, we're gonna get into this. What's the worst thing you've ever like had your period? I've I, there's pretty much bad ones, but I for some reason the one that comes to mind is my dad and I went. This was like five years ago. My dad and I went to Syracuse to visit his family. And we went to this like old cabin that one of his cousins lives in. And she was like letting us sleep over. And of course, like every room in the cabin was like uh, antique style, like, you know, from like 75 years ago. It's been in the family forever. This bed was like, you know, this mattress is is down and has been in the family for 20 years. And it's like <laughs> what gross. this quilt. Has, yeah. What the hell? It was Why like really, there? yeah, it's really weird. It's this, made of hay. This yeah. tampon has been in the <laughs> yeah. family for 47 years. This, you know, this, this, uh, this, this, uh, quilt has been the family forever. You know, my great grandma made this quilt and of course I'm sleeping on it and I have, I get my period in the middle of the night, you know? Oh, no. Yeah. So I'm so terrified that I'm going to, you know, like get all over the bed cause it's right. like an antique bed and you know, there's like a bunch of family <laughs> history that I'm sleeping on. I literally sleep with my, I, so. So the bed was like there was like a little gap and then the wall so I sleep I put my knees up against the wall and I literally like put the rest of my body so my butt is off the bed and I put the rest of my body <laughs> on the bed and I just sleep <laughs> sideways like that and I'm just like all right this is how I'm gonna sleep for the rest of the night <laughs> And then as I as I would start to fall asleep, because I realized that, you know, I'm not a core expert. I don't have the core strength. <laughs> I would slowly start to sink down. And so when I woke up, I was in a full squatting position on the side of the bed. No, <laughs> yeah. bleeding on the side of the bed. Not bleeding, but like I was just like sliding down the side of the bed. That's and good. I was like my knees were jammed up against the wall. And I was just like, oh, my God. I don't even know. You, it's a, you put yourself in like a torture position. Yeah. Yeah. And you I still was, fell asleep. Probably the worst position. <laughs> oh, yeah. I could fall asleep during a, a sandstorm. <laughs> just laying outside. Yeah, just ignoring. This yeah. is awful. I'm yeah. closing my eyes. Yeah. <laughs> when I get uncomfortable or like we're like immediately want to fall asleep, like that's my defense mechanism. <laughs> like if there was like can't if there was like a zombie apocalypse, I'd be like, all right, I'm going to go take a nap. What about you? Um, There was the first year I had my period I had it period periodically <laughs> <laughs> I would have really? it for like 
three or four months at a time yeah the entire that's time common, I mean, that's common but it's still like when you're a teenager Terrifying. and you don't know what to do and you're raised with like conservative christian parents oh yeah that don't want to talk to you about it that whole that much like that was awful yeah but then and and then like my early 20s i had the worst mood swings with my period i feel like like pmdd i never got diagnosed for it but it sounds about right yeah <laughs> <laughs> i'm just gonna assume like you know i'm gonna web MD myself and say that i probably have that yeah and now it's it's under control now but it's because of, of mental exercises yeah similar things like i need to walk away from this right now yeah but yeah i would say that the constant bleeding like constantly being on your period when you're young that's like a pain in that's a pain in the ass it gets yeah. all over everything you can't wear anything okay i'm back what i miss <laughs> <laughs> All right. So case number two. In 1981, Sandy Craddock used PMS as a defense for roughly 45 crimes, including stabbing a co-worker in the heart three times. Each of her crimes, along with her suicide attempts, were spread out in 29-day intervals and in sync with her menstrual cycle, leading the court to believe that she wasn't in control of her faculties. So she did this for 45 months? No, she did it 45. She did 45 crimes. Yeah, but like was it a crime per period <laughs> i don't maybe it was like i don't know it didn't say like in. yeah yeah depends yeah. depends how heavy your flow is yeah it depends how yeah depends what happened that day you know that she didn't get her chocolate she just couldn't handle her shit yeah she just let her shit yeah so craddock's charge was therefore reduced to manslaughter and she was freed on probation so this is when she this is um when she was uh uh before she stabbed her um co-worker so oh. she had committed some crimes like bank ro- uh, not bank robbery like theft and assaults and stuff like that and they had said she said oh i'm on my period and they were like oh, okay so they just let her go and they let her go <laughs> and then so she got this job at this bar and she started working there and then one day she came in so this is this was like the events the, of the evening that or the, that the rabbi morning. walked in and then a and rabbi a and a priest <laughs> and a Mexican. And they all... Oh, I haven't heard of this one. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, this was what happened that morning. So she walks... 8.30 a.m., Sandy walks into work and was said to be in a very angry mood by co- fellow co-workers. You know when, like, okay. somebody walks in and you can already tell they're pissed? This yes. is not a nice bar. No. open at 8.30 in the morning. That's no. very true. It's, they're probably all in very angry moods. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a shitty bar. Also, I don't think Sandy works at, like, a high-end bar. I don't think she's like a like a bar, you know, like yeah. one of those bar magicians or whatever they call them. Kratich. Yeah. <laughs> so at 1045, one of Sandy's co-workers confronts her in the office break room about an unidentified this topic. This is an office. So this isn't the bar. What? The off- oh, yeah. office so break room. Office or I thought I said it was a bar. Room. Sorry, one second. It can't be a bar. That's it said bar. Uh-huh. Well, I don't know. Maybe she's one of those bar magicians that you're talking about that I've never heard of, even though I go to bars every single day. <laughs> I'm trying to think of the word. It's like, when well, you if you make... go to a bar every single day, isn't every bartender a magician? I don't know. <laughs> it's like when I you do make... make their day go by. When you make drinks, like, you know, those drinks that you make? A mixologist. A mixologist. That's right. <laughs> It's not a magician. Uh, okay. Maybe I, she's the mixologist take, of the I office. Okay. <laughs> I take I take full credit. It's not a magician. All right. So What are you taking credit for? <laughs> Guys, no, I did it. I did it. I said, I, I did it. 
Yeah, she was a barmaid. Okay, so maybe I just wrote it wrong. But she was, yeah, she stabbed her fellow barmaid. So so they walk into the break room about an unidentified topic, which was probably like, hey, you're kind of being an asshole. <laughs> like, could you not be so mean? It's like, it's 1045 in the morning. You've already told three people to go to hell. Yelling was said to come from the room, followed by a crashing sound, but it was not investigated. Good dick co-workers. Which, no, but that doesn't that tell you how shitty the bar is? That yeah. they were that's like, what I'm saying. Oh, that's just gonna happen. That's just old Sandy Cabbage. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that was 1047 a.m. So 1049 a.m. These cops are way better than the ones in the last case. Yeah, yeah they got it down to the second. Yeah, year. they're really good. Well, they were already at the bar, that's why. Yeah. <laughs> they were, they yeah. were also like, eh, they were at the Sandy. front. If you got time to stab, you got time to clean. A <laughs> <laughs> uh, scream is, out, is let out asking for help. Fellow employees rush to find the co worker immobile on the floor and surrounded by a pool of blood. 11 a.m., police arrive at the scene and arrest Sandy, who is hiding in the rest room with blood on her hands so first it's ten forty nine. she gets stabbed this the police the cops finish their cigarette and then get inside by yeah. 11 a.m i think you're right because the timeline <laughs> is so crazy that i don't think they could have gotten there in a minute they probably were already there well no it's 11 minutes oh that's right i'm bad at time that's about that's about <laughs> as long as a cigarette could take <laughs> yeah so sandy claimed that she turns into a raging animal each month and couldn't even remember the moment which she had committed the murder I don't remember it. All I remember is getting an overwhelming sense to hide. <laughs> so then from she goes. Whatever I do. <clears throat> so I forgot to. So she goes back to court, right? So she had already gotten on probation. She, so. she goes back to court. Okay. Oh, so the, and then the judge gave her mitigating circumstances and sent her on, put her on probation again. Why? Because she was on her period. So? Yeah. The, okay, the court system is to blame here. Yeah. The so court system, far. I think, it doesn't do a lot of good things. No. They screw up quite a bit. <laughs> but come on. I know. Oh, I know. People get out after murdering people. I know. So this yeah. is our last case. So in 1982, a 24-year-old single mother of six, Shirley Santos, was accused of assaulting her four-year-old daughter no. and argued that her case should be dismissed because premenstrual stress prompted her to act rationally. Shirley Santos beat her four-year-old daughter when she refused to be quiet. The child was covered with bruises and welts. Miss Santos, distraught and remorseful, explained that she had gotten her menstrual period. The article then states at the end of this goes, custody issue raised. <laughs> Which I thought, I just for some reason thought that was hilarious because I was like, yeah, of course it was fucking raised. Um, so the... So the defense was saying that this was because she had a hormonally related problem and that the there were cases in Britain that had said that the barmaid one that had said that women who have these issues are are not culpable. So they were trying to use that as a defense. Mm -hmm. This was in uh, Brooklyn. So one of the criminal court judges who heard the arguments on the dismissal in April said that the court, the defense was cre credible in as much as disruptions of the mind are admissible evidence in a criminal case. Why should physical eruptions of the body likewise not be admitted? Which I think brings up a good, good point because what they're trying to say is it's not mental, it's physical. These women are compuls physically compulsory and they are doing these actions not because their th their thought process is damaged, but because their periods are physically pro 
prompting them to do it, mm-hmm. which I think is crazy. <laughs> so I just thought it was really dumb. So her legal aid lawyer said, Miss Sa- Santos repeatedly said to me, to policemen, to ambulance attendants, that she had been depressed and fatigued because of her period. It became very clear that she was suffering from the same disorder as the woman in Britain. And that's the, the Sandy Craddock. Oh, she was British? Yeah. That's why the San- bar was open. Yeah, at 830. That makes <laughs> yeah. more sense. And, Sorry. and why they had a, a whole I'll, break room. They had a whole staff. <laughs> Yeah. There's like five people there. I let out a lot. I left out a lot of stuff. Sorry. You got to get five people in there. I don't know why I went back to Forty's Cop when they're in Britain. (laughs) So uh, just something to note is that in New York State, diminished capacity is is admitted as a mitigated circumstance in homicide cases. But the standard is stringent. Legal scholars say for the defense must prove that the accused acted under the influence of extreme emotional disturbance. And they found that no scientific evidence was provided about um, Shirley Santos. Yeah, because the other one had 45 crimes to her name to show that she just goes nuts. Yeah. I shouldn't use that word. She just, you know. Mm-hmm. Goes go, ovaries. Go. <laughs> That's a lot better, actually. Yeah, goes yeah. ovaries. Yeah, she just goes labia. ovaries. She goes full <laughs> labia. Full, yeah, full inner labia. <laughs> <laughs> your inner lady, yeah. During, you know, uh, during her crimes. Do some but- micro bends with your inner lady. <laughs> <laughs> How do you know when they're micro bands and you're in their lady? Yeah. <laughs> so the, the prosecution said there's nothing about the premenstrual syndrome to suggest disease or defect. And there's no scientific evidence that shows women lose the ability to know right from wrong. When insanity is raised by the defense, it admits that the accused committed the crime, but maintains that he or she lacked criminal responsibility by reason of mental disease or defect. It is up to the prosecution to show that the defendant was sane at the time. She ended up getting probation, I think with uh because of time served because she was in jail during the time but Mm. she didn't get a lot of prison time so Mm. but custody issue was raised so that there's a silver (laughs) lining there oh yeah good i'm glad it was raised yeah Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) assuming was also a very nice man yeah he was probably oh yeah i definitely want my kids yeah (laughs) yeah you know how good people always find each other yeah yeah, i like it i like thinking it was raised so somebody was like do you think you should have your kid and he's just like yes give me the fucking kid (laughs) (laughs) and they're like well we'll think about it yeah (laughs) she was also a a mother of six kids so it's just like jesus of course you were having issues yeah yeah six kids it's a lot yeah that's a lot and also i i just i get so tired of the argument of like my four-year-old wouldn't be quiet yeah because it's a four-year-old Yeah. Yeah. Like what if I see a quiet four year old, that four year old has taken a dump somewhere in the vicinity yeah. near or me. Fistful of pills yeah. like, I don't know. He yeah. runs sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like I am not I don't like quiet four year olds. I yeah, get nervous. It's Damien. Yeah. yeah. It's Damien. Yeah. yeah. That's what it is. Well, it's also like just parents medicating their kids so much it's where it's true. just like yeah. literally like, Well, I came home the other day and he was drawing. Yeah. Oh well, yeah. Drawing. So, well, all over the place. He's a kid. Yeah, he's yeah. a kid. He's a kid. Don't leave markers. Yeah. <laughs> the world is his canvas. Yeah. yeah. So those are the cases. Um, so you, in summation, you don't believe that? No, because I think that it's, first off, I think that it's showing that women are, they're saying that women are not in control of their, you know, it's, it's faculty. I yes, think it's the same. Exactly. I, I, it's not, it's not, I wouldn't say it's like a, a direct line, but I think it's a similar argument as to say that if a man 
man has an erect penis that he can't control the fact that he rapes somebody. It's like, no, yeah. you have, that's not, that's not an argument. Or, yeah, exactly. You, you have, you still know right from wrong. Yeah. So I could be mad at somebody. I could be like, oh, my four-year-old won't be quiet, but I'm not going to beat them and then be like, oh, I couldn't control myself, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think, I think there's, it's stuff going on. Like we talked earlier, I think it's other things that go on. And then this is like, also based on the symptoms that were given for PMDD, you're basically saying, oh, I beat my four-year-old because I have bloating and cramps. Yeah. The line there is the line drawn is so weak. Yeah. Well, I wonder about Sandy C- Cabbage because I wonder if she was like Sandy Cabbage. She was PM PMS. Yeah. Because she was premeditating this shit and being like, well, someday I'll be like, I go a little nuts. When yeah. I get my period. yeah. Exactly. It sounds like she just kind of, well, I like think you said, made it convenient to the time. Yeah. I think the, they're, the yeah. don't believe all women. Right? Yeah. 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 Uh, I think there is something to say that I think certain you know, I think it is an issue that should be raised, but I don't think you should be uh, getting off the hook for criminal cases. Yeah. You know, no, it's don't, like, and then all these women got away with it. Like, yeah. a lot. Yeah. But then again, it's like you also have to look at the fact that, like, women are on average not prosecuted as stringently as men are. I know. You know. I used to work in prisons. Uh, really? Yeah, in New York. And um, like I would go and I would sell insurance. I sold insurance to like correctional officers. Right. And so I'd go sit in the lobby and they would come by and talk to me about insurance. And then like some of them would buy it, some of them wouldn't. Whatever. Um, but every men's correctional officer, uh, correctional facility was like very strict and very whatever. And the women's, the women prisoners would be like walking around me. Like they would, a guy prisoner would never come close to me. Right. Um, but the women would be like, walking around sweeping mm-hmm. up and like hi how are you <laughs> yeah i'm a right. criminal yeah i'm like okay hi. i murdered all of my children <laughs> yeah i mean the the one in fairness the women's prison that i went to the most was like one of the only uh prisons in new york that was actually rehabilitating people to go back into the workforce too. oh okay. okay so they were like it was like what you think of when you think of prisons like what ideally you think of you know like yeah. oh, a library and, and you yeah. get to learn things and like the orange is the new black prison right yeah yeah the low security. Right. Prison. Not what prison really is. It's yeah. just like a hellhole with three books. Right. And all those books have been ripped apart. And yeah. like there's no Pistol. actual educational system anymore. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah that's I, tough. Been, I watched a lot of uh, documentaries about prisons recently because I fell in a rabbit hole. Yeah. 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 Was that the thing that you were like, I'm now in this and I need to. <laughs> no, I was like, no, that was actually later. I, I was watching prison stuff that, like a couple of days later. So I was like, this is all so bizarre to me because, you know, yeah. Yeah. The, the for-profit prison system is so batshit. Were you watching Man. the 13th? No. no I what, what's it called? I watched it was the, the 13th, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. I watched the episode about Adam Ruins Everything recently, and mm. I was like, oh, I remember the prisons that I went to, so I started looking up other shit and just kind of, right. you know, MSNBC on the weekends, they still just show prison documentaries. It's <laughs> yeah. great. That's great. Here's one of yeah. the crazy things that I learned when I was doing this prison stuff, and I don't know what the exact statistics are today, but you know, the, the recidivism rate is so high with all criminals. The, the other side is also very sad. Like on an average correctional officer has three divorces and dies by 54. Jesus. So like it's not just the prisoners which I obviously it sounds this could sound awful like I'm supporting. No well the correctional officers don't normally have anything to do with like how it's run. Yeah exactly. exactly. Probably They're just following the rules too. Yeah and the rules are set up for no one to win in that situation. Yes. Yeah exactly. The whole system is broken and we gotta fix it. Yeah. Well yeah. I I don't have time. (laughs) 
<laughs> You're, you have yeah, a kid on the way. coming up this weekend. Yeah. 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 I got a lot to do. <sighs> yeah, I know, buddy. I know it's, well, we'll wait for you. Well, okay. Thank you. This yeah. was Holland Cues. Yeah. This is Holland Cues. <laughs> um, all right. Well, thank you so much. Well, this, thanks for having me. Yeah, this was a, a bunch of nothing with some stuff about PMS <laughs> thrown in. <laughs> Which is what I wanted it to that's be. That's most of, that's the month for us. Though. Yeah. It's yeah, a bunch yeah. of nothing, and then our period happens, and then we're miserable, and then yeah. it's a bunch of more nothing. Yeah, yeah. No, thank you so much. I just didn't want to mansplain your periods to you. That's all. <laughs> I appreciate it. Thank you. All right. So, uh, Colin, where can we find you on the social media? Just, I think Twitter, Colin Hughes LA. I think I'm going to get off everything else. I might go private and Instagram. <coughs> That's all. And yeah. I want to get rid of Facebook. I want to get rid of Facebook, too. I feel like I just got to. It's Booker's. Yeah. Booker's are um, big. And I just got to download pictures. I have a lot of photos on there. Oh, yeah, that's true. That I, I think that was saved fast. on Facebook. There's right. a program. Yeah. yeah, there's like an app that you can download that'll pull them all off. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I might do that. I honestly feel like I bookers aren't necessarily as big of an issue for me because I feel like as long as like I go to the show and, and you I know. I agree. I'm like starting to get to the point where I yeah. just fuck it. If like, yeah, just, the problem is there needs to be a like a art artist only place where everyone can see it, but you just put up shows and like, yeah this is a genius idea I, it's not I, it's not uh, my idea, it's I called think. myspace yeah. <laughs> I, don't, yeah. I, I mean i've heard this idea that it's like that's a great either, idea but like yeah someone it, just has to sit down and do it oh my god but he's, the thing he's is he's got who, an idea he's gonna wake up chris and when he gets on <laughs> no, at 3 a.m he's <laughs> bought a chris website <laughs> we gotta make a website. art book artbook.com and then maria where can we find you on? at felix in furs on instagram obviously uh yes <laughs> Uh, well, my name's not available because it's Maria Felix and it's a very popular, it's a, yeah. it's an old Hollywood actress and Boo. it sucks. Whatever. Anyway. <laughs> Mine was the other, so I had to put an LA at the end of it, like a real douche to it. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's Colin Hughes LA. You're right. One day I'll find some, something that makes sense that is easier to Mark. remember. All right. Thanks for listening. Oh, oh, right. We're done with the podcast. <laughs> we're done with the podcast. <laughs> I thought you, you were going to say what your Instagram, your social media was. Too. I did. I said oh. it's at Felix and Furs. Twitter is at Yo Maria Felix. And uh, that's it. All right. Yeah. All right. Thank you very much. Bye. Bye.